Yeah, I'm like Neo now. <laughs> oh, that was good. That was good. That's Morpheus. What's going on, everyone? Jurassic Views, Ottawa's Raptors podcast, Bryce Diamond post-game against the Oklahoma City Thunder. Now, you might as well call this team the Shea Gildress Alexander Thunder because this guy brings the thunder, and he uh, just is such a smooth operator that gets the job done. Uh, Shea Gildress Alexander has shown us over the last nine months that he is the best Canadian basketball player. That's not to take anything away from anybody else, including my favorite Canadian basketball player, Jamal Murray. That's not to take away anything uh, from other guys who play in the league, uh, who are Canadian, Chris Boucher, Lou Dort, Andrew Wiggins. But this guy has got a full bag. His cup is overflowing. The man has no wants. And he brought that whole bag with the thunder tonight against the Toronto Raptors. Um, Thursday night, usually we play Friday nights at home, but we're playing... Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, I guess the Leafs are on the road because um, it would be unusual for the Leafs to be in town and and not play on a Saturday. But Shea Gilders-Alexander had it all going tonight. And when you look at his numbers over the course of the season, you just got to give this guy mad respect. He is an all-star, first time Shea Gildress, not the last as long as he's healthy, this will not be the last time Shea Gilders makes the all-star team. He has uh, been shooting 51% from the field, 91% from the free throw line, 35% from downtown. Those are great numbers for a point guard. Some would say he's a combo guard as Josh Giddy also plays uh, the point a point guard type role. But this guy is top 10 in PER. He's top 10 in win shares. He's top 10. And a lot of times that's, you know, he's five, six, seven in those categories. He's top five in points per game. And he has just got the ball on a string. And it's fun to watch him. You know, tonight uh, you see family members, you see friends in around the stadium uh, on uh, courtside seats, and he's just having a lot of fun showing his full game. Um, you know, he he is got a utility belt that Batman would be jealous of. Um, just so many skills that he operates with, and tonight was no different. He came up against the Raptors, and in that first half, very competitive. 
very fast paced. And Shea Gildress had 19 at the break. He finished with 29 points, 12 for 19 from the field, 4 for 5 from the line, just three turnovers. Um, defensively, not the greatest, but offensively, this is as gifted a guard in the NBA as, as we have. When you think about Jokic, Embiid, Antetokounmpo, Tatum, top four in MVP discussion, and then you get down to Ja, Doncic, guys like Kyrie, Dame Lillard. You look at the full package, you see where those teams are ranked currently. They're really not that far from where Shea Gildress is. And, you know, I I would say that Shea Gildress has had a better year than Steph Curry. Um, I don't think he's a better player than Steph Curry. Uh, Certainly has a lot to learn and still a lot to, um, you know, develop in his game and really become elite in high leverage situations. But Shea Gildress Alexander is as good a guard in the NBA this season. Um, you know, as good as Luca has been, he hasn't been able to get his team a much better record than, than the Thunder. They're just one game above the Thunder. And when you think he can, uh, you know, we talked about this with Pascal Siakam at the start of the year, and it's true about Shea Gildress. We talk about playmaking at three levels and being able to score at three levels. And Shea Gilders does both. And it's pretty impressive stuff. Now, Shea and Pascal uh, had a little, you know, head-to-head in that first half. If Pascal had made his free throws, he would have had 19 to tie Shea. Shea finished with 29 points. Pascal finished with 25 points. Um, Pascal was also three of five from downtown, which is key. 14 rebounds and eight assists. He had more a more complete game when you think about his overall effectiveness, um, not just as a, as a smooth operator uh, like Shea Gildress was tonight. Um, but I, I'm willing to argue Shea Gildress Alexander, and I, I don't think there's much argument here. I'm willing to argue that Shea Gildress Alexander is the best Canadian. And I'm definitely willing to argue, and Zion and I have been talking about this for the last six weeks, that Shagos Alexander is the was the best player on the basketball court tonight. Better than Pascal Siakam. And we've talked about Pascal flirting with top ten. And certainly, um, you know, in December, in January, um, he was right around there. Top twelve, maybe. But he's popped out of that top 12, um, mostly because of what's happened in the last five or six weeks. He was an all-star. He should have been. But Shea has been playing like a top 10 guy, straight up. Um, And certainly when you think about, again, Steph being injured, KD being injured, um, Zion you could even put in that conversation. And you look at his overall effectiveness and how that impacts his team, um, Shea Gillis-Alexander is a top 10 player in this league. He's right there with John Morant. 
Um, and, and I would say he's right there with Luca now where he doesn't um, have to impose himself the same way as on the playmaking side. He, de- he doesn't necessarily need to dominate the ball. With, with Giddy there uh, and some of the other guards that they have, he's okay to play off the wing. He's okay to play off ball. And that's something special about Shea Gildress's game. And, you know, we talked about um, on this pod that Shea Gildress was a guy who we would love for the Toronto Raptors to have. Now, who you would be willing to give up is is a whole discussion for sure. Um, But if you have a guy like Shea Gildress added to this Raptors team, I think there's no question in my mind that we are competing with Philadelphia and Boston for the two and three seeds um, in the East. I just think he's that good, especially knowing that we have Pirtle now. Now, that's not going to happen. We're not going to get Shea um, with this lineup. We might be able to trade for him. That's probably not going to happen. He's just too good a basketball player. And OKC's made some huge strides this year with their young squad. Um, But... In this game, we were shown once again with those numbers that I was saying before, 29 points, 12 for 19 from the field, um, all, with all the ball handling that he had, just three turnovers. Um, Shea Gilders kept his team in the game, and, and we saw why he was so good. And, and he was able to keep his team in the basketball game for the first half. Um, when it got into the third quarter, the bench was quite effective along with Shea you could tell that things were starting to separate and why things were starting to separate. Um, and it happened, it kind of came and went in the third quarter and then really came on the momentum swung and, uh, the Raptors took full control of this basketball game in that fourth quarter, but the Raptors just have more quality. Uh, more cohesiveness and more experience. And this is a Raptors team that's, you know, one of the younger teams, uh, you know, probably in the top 10 among youngest teams in the league. And uh, they, you know, with Siakam, with Van Vliet, with Barnes playing quite a good game. Uh, Gary Trent had a great bounce back game. Um, this, this was, this was just too much. Uh, the Raptors tonight were too much for Oklahoma City. Great to see uh, a team who's v- in a very similar spot in the standings, actually identical records, 34 and 36. The Raptors are currently ninth. The OKC Thunder, I believe, slide down to 10th. Um, so, you know, very similar. Now, on the road, they are just 13 and 21. And I learned tonight on the broadcast that there's only one team in the Western Conference who has a winning record on the road, and that's the Sacramento Kings, which is surprising that there's only one team, but that that it's the Sacramento Kings is also quite surprising. The Raptors, on the other hand, 21-13 and 13 coming into this game, are now 22-13 and 13 with the victory tonight, um, fully taking over in the fourth quarter, and now have won seven straight games at home. That's great to see from the Toronto Raptors. They got another game against Minnesota coming up. But before we get there into that conversation, um, let's talk a little bit more about the fourth quarter. 
The Raptors were up by six. They had won the first three quarters. Uh, first quarter, they won by one. Second quarter, by four. And then again by one in the third quarter. And I said to Zaya, we were watching the game tonight. I said to him at the start of the quarter, okay, can we get out? I know Shea's going to you know, probably be on the bench to start the fourth. Can we get out? quick in that third quarter, get into the double digits and then trade, get a little comfort with a three or four possession lead and, and control it from there for a little bit. And uh, Shea Gilders only sat for two minutes. And in that time, the lead went from six to 11 and we, we did trade. We did exactly what I was hoping to see done. Um, Gary Trent Jr., 23 points on the night, hit some free throws. Uh, Pascal Siakam had hit a triple. Will Barton had hit a triple, and we needed him to get a bucket. Um, and, and then we did get up by 12 points, and Oklahoma City decided to do a little something that you would have saw a lot of in the early 2000s, hack-a-shack. But in this case, they were hacking Yapka Pirtle. Now, this has worked for certain teams in, in the past. Um, and Yapka Pirtle's free throw difficulties, challenges, have, have definitely been documented um, this season, certainly with the Spurs and then as he's come on to the Raptors. But uh, Yapka Pirtle was able to knock down five of six free throws for the Raptors in that fourth as Hack-a-Purtle, Hack-a-Yak was happening. And that was really important because they had kind of given up trying to guard this team. And they realized that the Raptors were rolling uh, with you know, some good shooting from downtown from OG, Pascal, and Fred. It was really hard um, to cut off uh, those three guys getting into the lane as well as prevent, you know, Pirtle and Barnes getting good position in the interior because they really don't have a, a bona fide shot blocking center. They just don't. Um, they're kind of an undersized Vision 6-9 type team as well. And so they decided that their strategy down 12, 14 points was hack-a-yak. And Yakupertl made them pay with, with five of six free throws in the middle portion of that fourth quarter. And he was eight of 10 from the line. They called a timeout. Raptors led 108 to 96. And then from that timeout, Fred Van Vliet got into the ball game. Elite Van Vliet from last game. And they just seemed to really control things. And it was, it was great to see. Um, coming out of that timeout, as I said, um, Fred came in. He made some buckets. Yak hit some more free throws. I, I think they actually fouled him for eight free throws in that fourth quarter. Uh, and he went six of eight in the fourth. Um, and then they forced things. Uh, Scotty 
was able to, to get into the paint, make things tough. Gary hit a three uh, with 4.52 to go, and the lead swelled very quickly to, to 20 points, 118 to 98. Thunder called a timeout, and that was pretty much the game. But it's, you know, it's really impressive when the Raptors get going and Pascal plays well or Freddie's playing well and you have a lot of complementary games, including um, Gary Trent off the bench, you start seeing the Raptors' offense get into, you know, point scoring above 120 and and they make life really difficult for the opposition. There are very few teams that if the Raptors offense is rolling, that you're going to be able to keep up with them. At some point, you need them to have a lull because their defense is just so good. You know, you look at the Bucks; they're probably going to be able to push the Raptors um, with their defense. But if the Raptors are rolling, the Raptors defense can keep, Milwaukee under 115 points. Um, And obviously Oklahoma City just doesn't have the defense to be able to do that. So Raptors ran away with it rather quickly in that fourth quarter. And it was good. We needed this. Raptors needed to have a little bit of smooth sailing, um, play the starters a little less. You know, no one was playing 38, 39 40 minutes tonight uh, for the Raps. So that was really important. Um, We get another win after that West Coast uh, trip to LA. And of course, part of the Western trip was to Denver. And now we beat Denver and Oklahoma City. And listen, Oklahoma City wanted to win this ballgame as much as people might have thought without Chet at the start of this year that they were going to tank. This team's played really good. And going into next season, uh, they are going to be a problem in that Western Conference, especially with Chet coming back into the lineup. Um, but, you know, the Raptors got double digits. In fact, 15 or, or 16 or more points from every starter. Jakob Pertl had 16 points. He had the least amount for the Raptors. Um 35 minutes, Scotty Barnes played the most for the Toronto Raptors. Pascal, 34. Gary, sorry, uh, Fred with 34. Gary actually played 35 as well. So those were the highest minutes. And that was really, really good to see. And when you see Gary score 23 and the bench have 32 combined, I talked about them hitting that 30-point bench total, that kind of bench production. Now, it was only three guys who scored. No Precious in this ball game, which raised some eyebrows for sure. Um, Coloco played 12 minutes tonight. Didn't score, but was a plus six in his minutes. Um, but if you've got three guys off the bench getting 32 for you, you're going to make life that much more difficult, right? You're going to be given some headaches. They're going to have to... Not, you know, stay home a little more, not double, not switch as quickly. Um, maybe go to zone, try some different things. Um, and they could not find answers for this Raptors offense. And this is when, if you can get some consistency out of this offense, you know, maybe it's not 
Pascal scoring 25 every night necessarily. Uh, maybe Fred's getting 25. Maybe, you know, Gary and Scotty are, are getting into the 20s, as we saw OG and Scotty have gotten into the 20s. Even Jakob Pertl has gotten to the 20s since he's come to the Raptors. If you can get a couple guys in the 20s and the bench can score 30, there, there's a formula here for the Toronto Raptors, which with their defense as good as it is. Um, and that's that's what they need as they finish off these last 12 games. Now, Brooklyn lost. Um, the Bucks lost to the Pacers. So the Pacers are still only two games back of the Raptors. And um, the Raptors are now half a game back from the Hawks. Uh, obviously, Brooklyn's still a ways away, but they've got a tough stretch. And I have a feeling... Just from what I'm seeing, you know, I thought maybe the Raptors could catch the six seed and losing to, to in games uh, like the Lakers and the Washington Wizards, I think the six seed might be too far away from us. But I have a feeling the way things are playing out that we might see Brooklyn in the first round of the play-in in that 7-8 game. And I feel pretty confident. I'm not saying it's guaranteed victory because, you know, nothing's ever guaranteed with the Raptors this season. But we match up against them well. They're they're an inexperienced team, certainly they're because they're young, but also they haven't played a lot together with, you know, Dinwiddie coming back into this lineup, Claxton, a young guy um, who played with KD and Kyrie, um, you know, Ben Simmons really isn't giving them much. Um, Dorian Finney-Smith um, didn't play with um, anybody outside of Spencer Dinwiddie. Obviously, Cam Johnson and Mikael Bridges have only played with each other on this club. And even the veterans are kind of a funny mix of veterans on this team. Royce O'Neal, um, this is his first year from Utah. Seth Curry. Um, he hasn't been around Brooklyn very long and, and Patty Mills and Patty Mills isn't getting a ton of minutes either. And that, that's just a matchup I have on my mind. And I don't want to get too far ahead of uh, myself on that. We got Minnesota coming up, but I just have this feeling that that could be our matchup. And I think it has some similarities to OKC. Obviously they don't have the talent um, in one singular player. Uh, like OKC does, um, but they have a lot of length and athleticism, a lot of wings, um, and adding Nick Claxton um, to to a group of athletic wings, uh, I think makes that team pretty solid and, and pretty tricky for the Toronto Raptors. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, Minnesota's up next. In my opinion, they got absolutely robbed in their last game last night against the Boston Celtics. Same old, same old NBA uh, officials um, having the green light to call things for the men in green and uh, call after call missed. Um, A lot of little things um, need to be reevaluated from that game. Joe Mazzula at one point, the coach of the Boston Celtics, was in the uh, other coaches, the Minnesota Timberwolves coach, Chris Finch's coaching box. Uh, which was just bizarre, um, you know. And there was uh, a flagrant foul called on Rudy Gobert that 
I didn't think was anywhere near a, a, a flagrant foul. I think it was just a, a miss block, to be honest, on a dunk. Um, and then, of course, there was a number of technical fouls, two ejections at the end of the game, and guys were pissed for Minnesota. So they're coming off that game, um, going into uh, Friday and Saturday with back-to-back, and I think they're going to be hungry for both games. They're 35-35, and 35, trying to keep the Lakers and the Thunder you know, underneath them. And we'll see. We'll see how the Raptors operate in that game. Hopefully, Pascal's as smooth as he was tonight. And hopefully, Fred continues to play his um, incredibly uh, elite, I would say, uh, at that all-star level again, um, like he was last year in the last uh, six, seven games. And if he is, if he has a game like he did tonight or the game in Denver – or the game against Denver and Toronto, um, if he's playing at that level um, and, he, and he's able to find guys and OG continues to shoot the ball well, Scotty continues to be able to score at all three levels, hitting threes, hitting that mid-ranger um, and getting to the 10, hitting the offensive glass, getting those putbacks and hitting free throws. I think we're going to make um, the Timberwolves um, kind of spin and probably make their night uh, quite quick on Saturday, especially um, with them on the second night of a road back-to-back after playing Chicago. So um, some excitement. Can we get three wins again uh, in a row this season, as we've done, I think, three previous times? Uh, Can we get it the fourth time? It'd be excellent. A um, lot of questions in this season. Certainly, um, the more wins, the better. And at home against the Timberwolves, you got to feel pretty good. Carl Anthony Towns still not back in the lineup. And um, Rudy Gobert, that type of center, doesn't really give us a lot of issues. Um, so hopefully we can you know, be able to defend um, – Uh, Anthony Edwards well and be able to get that production from the bench and and beat their bench who have been quite uh, inspired with their play. And if we do, if we we can get that 30 points from the bench, Pascal um, and Fred are are operating smooth and and the rest of the guys have really high-level complementary play, I think we're going to be quite successful. Nick Nurse tonight, I thought the rotations were solid. Um, I don't know where Precious Achoo is. I'd love to hear more about that. We'll probably hear that in the pre- in the uh, post-game press re- conference. Um, but that will be interesting as well because we'll need his athleticism and his defensive toughness. Um, so we'll see. But all in all, a really important and quality win against the Oklahoma City Thunder. Again, we improved to 22 and 13 at home, seven in a row. Let's make it eight on Saturday against the Minnesota Timberwolves. All right, y'all. Enjoy your Thursday evening. When you're listening to this, it's probably Friday. TJF, peace. I think I don't, I don't do